Well, welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nofson Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Awesome to be with us in just a couple of minutes. And I've got a new story that just came out. The Daily Mail really pushed it, and several other places were pushing it pretty much all over the country. But the majority of mainstream media has not touched it. And I thought that was interesting. Ghislaine Maxwell has now admitted that Jeffrey Epstein did have tapes of Trump and the Clintons after she was tricked by 60 Minutes producer in 2016 because she refused to help locate them because she wanted Hillary to win. Uh, there you go. So how about that? Ghislaine Maxwell told 60 Minutes producer Ira Rosen, uh, okay, in 2016 that she didn't know the Epstein's tapes of Donald were, which that was a lie. Rosen, an Emmy-producing producer, revealed he tricked Maxwell into confirming the recordings existed in his new memoir, Ticking Clock, released Tuesday. The encounter took place in early 2016 ahead of the U.S. presidential election. I want the tapes. I know he was videotaping everyone. I want the tapes of Trump with the young girls, Rosa said, acting on a hunch. Maxwell 59 replied, I don't know where they are, confirming their existence. Rosa writes, Maxwell refused to help him locate the tapes because she did not want Donald Trump to get elected. Whoa. (laughs) You know, I'm going to stop there. Rosen writes that Maxwell refused to help him locate the tapes because she did not want Trump to get elected. Well, that doesn't even make any sense. If she did not want Trump to get elected, she would have helped locate the tapes unless they involved the Clintons at the same time. She goes on to say, quote, I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. If you get the tapes on Clinton, on Trump, then you have to do Clinton, she told him. So there's the answer to that little riddle. Ghislaine Maxwell actually admitted, appeared to admit that Jeffrey Epstein was taping his famous friends, including Donald Trump. Now, I've got to stop here for one second. You know, there were multiple young girls who accused Trump of basically, you know, statutory rape. Several of these cases actually went to trial or were filed and they were settled or they went away. I don't know what happened with Donald Trump. I don't. I don't know if he had relations with these young girls. I have no idea. All I know is this, and I know this for certain. Donald Trump was fighting his election defeat from Joe Biden until about the first part of December. After that, he completely stopped. Now, why is that? Some people, in fact, another talk show host had another guest on yesterday. I'm not going to mention any names. And they were saying that Donald Trump had been basically threatened with assassination if he did not stop trying to figure out how the election was taken from him and how it was stolen. He was told this the first part of December, and the Secret Service even told him they could no longer protect him because he'd gotten too hot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So is that what happened? Is that what the Secret Service said? Are we getting insider information on that? Or is it because suddenly the topic of these tapes came back up again, and Donald Trump was told, look, we have tapes of you with girls who you shouldn't be with? I don't know. I don't know which is which. All I know is this. He completely stopped trying to dispute the stolen election and stepped away. In fact, when Mike Lindell actually went into his Oval Office several days before the 20th of January, he was promptly dismissed and told to leave after just a couple of minutes, probably within 90 seconds. 
and told to speak to the attorneys upstairs. So here's the thing. What's going on? What in the world have we gotten ourselves into? And who in the world was and is Donald Trump? And we've discussed this in depth, in detail, many, many times. Now, John Whitehead, he had a really good article, and I've posted it from the Rutherford Institute. And it's 2020, the year the tree of liberty was torched. He wrote this on December 28th, 2020. Now, here's what's interesting about this is that nobody wants to say Donald Trump has been president for the past four years while the tree of liberty was being torched. Everybody wants to say it's the deep state. The deep state did this. The deep state did that. The deep state has done all of this. When, of course, we know the deep state are the international banking cartels, the Kabbalists, the club, the cult, the death sex cult, i.e., Jeffrey Epstein, that rules the world through blackmail and extortion. We know who these guys are. We've talked about them in depth this week as far as them being mafiosa groups that control the flow of heroin through the CIA, through a thousand lily pad military bases around the world that allow this heroin to be put into the hands of the mafiosa groups in every respective country. I remember when Tom Cruise did that movie basically American-made. They were bringing in so much cocaine out of South America, out of Colombia, out of Central America, that the cocaine epidemic exploded back in the 80s in the United States. And, you know, and, and, you know, and these guys, this Medellin cartel, they were so powerful, and they were literally bringing in billions of dollars. In fact, at one time, his net worth was said to have been, Pablo Escobar was said to be around $60 billion in today's money. Think about that. $60 billion because he was literally running huge transport planes back and forth to the United States, slinging drugs, bringing them on boats out of Nicaragua, et cetera, et cetera. This is what happened with Ollie North and the rest of the stuff. And when that got busted, then they went to a wrong contra to fund the contras to basically run the drugs. And the CIA has been doing this for years and years and years. And none of this has changed. You know, under Donald Trump's administration, we went from 500 square miles of Afghan poppy production to 1,000 square miles. Now, I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. Donald Trump had absolutely nothing to do with the, op- with the Af- Afghan poppy production, nothing. All right? He doesn't control that. Donald Trump, I'm going to say this very – I don't know if I've ever articulated it this way, but I'm going to do it this way. He is, was the president of the United States in name only, as had been all presidents – pretty much since John F. Kennedy, since what happened with Roswell and the CIA took over and became the deep state controlled by the international banking cartels through the, how should I say, the military-industrial complex. So all of this stuff has been going on now since the 40s, since the OSS became the CIA. I did an in-depth show on this on Wednesday of this week. Please listen to it if you missed that particular broadcast. So here we find ourselves now saying, and this is a very good article by Whitehead, the year the Liberty Tree was torched. I'm going to read you part of this. No doubt about it, 2020, the final year of Trump's presidency, Donald Trump was the figurehead. I'm adding that in there. A terrible, horrible, no good, bad year for freedom was the culmination of a horrible, bad decade for freedom. Government corruption, tyranny, and abuse coupled with the big brother knows best mindset and the COVID pandemic propelled us at warp speed towards a full-blown police state in which national lockdowns, egregious surveillance, 
roadside strip searches, police shootings of unarmed citizens, censorship, retaliatory arrests, the criminalization of lawful activities, warmongering, indefinite detentions, SWAT team raids, asset forfeiture, brutality by the police, profit-driven prisons, and pay-to-play politicians were accepted as the norm. Wow. I could pretty much stop there unless you read the rest of the article, but I'll keep going. I'll give you a couple more tidbits. The government failed to protect our lives, our liberty, and our happiness. The American president became more imperial, though I will say to Mr. Whitehead that I disagree with that. He was projected to become more imperial. Although the Constitution insists the president with very limited powers, American presidents, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, etc., claimed the power to completely and almost unilaterally alter the landscape of the country for good or will. They did this through executive orders and giving themselves permanent powers, bypassing and usurping the Constitution, which says that all executive orders have to be done in accordance with the Constitution. This was completely negated in the last decade. Militarized police became power unto themselves. 9-11 calls turned deadly and traffic stops took a turn for the worse. The courts failed to uphold justice. We've seen that repeatedly. COVID-19 has allowed the emergency state to expand its powers underneath Donald Trump, who sat there basically standing with his hands folded, with Dr. Fauci speaking beside him, declaring emergency of the United States and allowing the CDC, a non-elected, non-governmental body, to control by its dictates the United States of America. The surveillance state also rendered Americans vulnerable to threats from government spies, police, hackers, and power failures. America became a red flag nation. This was underneath Donald Trump. Guys, I, you got to see this. He pushed red flag gun laws, as did his wretched Kabbalist daughter. Red flag laws, specifically in pre-crime laws, generally push us that much closer towards a suspected society where everyone is potentially guilty of some crime or another and must be preemptively rendered harmless pre-crime. Where many Americans go wrong is naively assuming that you have to be doing something illegal or harmful in order to be flagged or targeted for some form of intervention or detention. In fact, listen to this, guys. All you need to do these days to end up on a government watch list or be subjected to heightened security is using certain trigger words like cloud, pork, and pirates. (laughs) Surf the Internet, communicate using a cell phone. Limp or stutter, drive a car, stay at a hotel, attend a political rally, express yourself on social media, appear mentally ill, serve in the military, disagree with law enforcement officials if they ask you questions that you don't have to answer by your constitutional rights, and you say, I'm not going to say anything, and then they beat you and throw you in the back seat. Yeah, that kind of America. If you call in sick for a work, if you purchase materials at a hardware store, or you take flying or boating lessons, you appear suspicious, appear confused or nervous, fidget or whistle or smell bad, be seen in public, waving a toy gun or anything remotely a gun, you can then be questioned by a police officer. And you can be, if you appear to be pro-gun freedom, then they can say to you, we're going to get a court order now and take your weapons away because you are a menace. Wow. The cost of policing the globe drove the nation deeper and deeper in the debt. <clears throat> And having, having, oh, having American soldiers in over a hundred countries around the world has been something that's basically bankrupted the United States to the tune of more than 20 
trillion dollars policing the globe and waging endless wars abroad hasn't made America or the rest of the world any safer, but has made the industrial military complex much, much richer. Remember, this is owned by the international banking community, which also owns the Federal Reserve Banks, which also owns 95% of the media, which owns almost every major corporation in the United States through stock purchases and corporate directorships. And the U.S. military reportedly has more than 1.3 million men in duty on active duty with more than 200,000 people, American soldiers, stationed overseas in nearly every country in the world. Yet America's military forces aren't being deployed abroad to protect our freedom here at home rather than being used to guard the oil fields, guard the poppy fields, build foreign infrastructure, and protect the financial interests of the corporate elite. Again, we become the mercenary soldiers of the international banking cartels. Free speech was dealt one knockout after another. The deep state took over. So what we have here is a situation in which our rights, our Bill of Rights, have been completely and totally eroded this past decade, four years of which is underneath the Q-supported, patriot, in most cases supported, Donald Trump, who was a Trojan horse, brought into our midst to bring in the most repressive red flag gun laws in the history of the United States. In addition to that, he's also continued to strip us of our rights with COVID, with never-ending lockdowns, with declaring states of emergency, with shutting down the United States Commerce, and all of the above. But people still flock to Mar-a-Lago, flock to the feet of their God with clay feet, bend down and kiss his feet and say, oh, hail mighty Trump, as they all in unison take their eyes off of Jesus, the author and the finisher of our perfect and perfecter of our faith. They want all of us to see Trump as some type of God. But now just Lane Maxwell saying that they have videotape of Donald Trump in a compromising situation, apparently, which we don't know if that's true or not. But yet nobody wants to talk about all of the women that Trump has seduced while he was married to his wives, all of the marriages that he's ruined while he was married to his wives, and all of the nefarious activities he was doing, including his little comment with Billy Bush. And you need to grab him by the, oh, yeah, that Donald Trump. But let's go ahead and continue to let him move towards sainthood. Maybe the Catholic Church will appoint him a priest, and he can become, become a saint, and he can get divorced and get his head shaved or whatever he thinks he needs to do. But the reality is this is where we find ourselves. Now we have a man who's openly pro-Israel, openly pro-Zionist, with an openly pro-Zionist first lady, first vice president, whatever the heck she is. Remember, she was the one who helped Obama oppose the sanctions against Israel when she was in the Senate, against what was going on with Palestine. So now we have the trifecta, don't we? We've got the president, we got the vice president, we got her husband, all promoting the Zionist agenda to bring us into a new world order under the international banking cartels. That would be the Rothschild banking cartels who pretty much control all of the international banks around the world into a new world currency and a new world of COVID masks. They're now telling us that, you know, we'll probably have to wear masks into 2022. Maybe, maybe the fall of 21 to the winter of the fall of 22. And this is the state that we find ourselves in with Christians despondent because their hero, Rush Limbaugh, died, which he had some really weird things to say at times. I was not a Rush Limbaugh fan. I was in the beginning, but he got too weird for me. And now Netanyahu has said that Rush Limbaugh, a great friend of Israel and basically a hardcore Zionist, 
has died. Isn't it interesting to me and to so many of you listening to the show, you know, Zionism is a political party, and so many of the people that are on mainstream media on both the Republican and the Democratic sides are hardcore Zionists who basically are put there by the CIA under Operation Mockingbird to further the agenda of the international banking cartels. What an interesting world we find ourselves in. And that's why I always tell you, his name is Jesus. That's who you keep your eyes on. He is the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Good Shepherd, and the Savior. And we need to always remember that Jesus Christ has your answer and has the answer for everything because through him, the entire universe is held together. Also, what do you think of what's your first story, bud? Well, that was well said and very, very, very accurate on every aspect. And one thing I wanted to touch base on, and you nailed it on the head, is with the military-industrial complex that we have now been exposed to, you know, the entire world has pretty much had to see the footprint of the military-industrial complex, which is owned and controlled by the bankers, is that it doesn't really matter what anybody says. It doesn't really matter what anybody wants. It's whatever the military says, and it's whatever they say goes. Last night, I had a phone call from State Farm, my insurance company that I'm dealing with right now with the previous stuff that was going on. And what was interesting is that I was talking to her, so we started talking about a few things, and she was born in Bermuda, like the country Bermuda, a little, you know, 160-square-mile island. And she was saying... Austin, Austin you your, know, micro, your microphone's messed up a little bit, bud. It's, 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 it's barking. About the best mic I can get, bud. We can't do... Like, I can't use any of the other systems. Everything's down over here. Then you sound great, can, Austin. Go ahead. Can, can you hear me now? Sound great. Go ahead. Okay. Um... But one one thing that we basically have found now is that the United States pretty much runs the world when it comes to military, you know, dictatorship. And this is what she was saying. She goes, it was interesting. She goes, when she moved to the United States, is that pretty much, you know, the U.S. is very strange when it comes to other aspects of the world. You know, we always think different aspects of the world are weird, but the United States and its own aspect on what we pretty much determine and what we demand is uh, is, is something that she found very strange. So anyways, just wanted to kind of touch base on that. Also, too, in other news, a waitress in New York City now was fired after she told her employer that she wanted to wait and see if the COVID shot would be something that she wanted to take as she was pregnant. Apparently, 34-year-old Bonnie, who started working at Red Hook Tavern in August, says she's not an anti-vaxxer, but she was uncomfortable taking a shot while she and her husband were trying to conceive, which is, quite frankly, very, very legitimate concern, considering what the CDC and the UK and numerous other health bodies said as far as you really, really need to stand back and allow this thing to go on a couple months as far as with an injection before you start having this done to somebody who's pregnant. And uh, February 8th, the restaurant sent an email to employees which said, basically, if you choose to get vaccinated, here's what you need to know. The email made no mention of mandatory vaccines, which by then they don't 
prevent, you know, anybody from catching or transmitting COVID as we now know. And what's interesting about it now is during the staff meeting, they told her, basically, she was told by her manager that she wanted more time to research the vaccine and she would not be getting the shot. And, uh, Later on February 12th, they changed their mind on their mandatory vaccine policy and essentially terminated her. They said, please be advised, we require all employees to receive the vaccine. She emailed her employer and basically said she's not sure what she wants to do yet. She fully supports this injection, apparently, but that she's pregnant and the spontaneous abortion is like situations that have been occurring are not something that she was okay with risking right now. And, uh, she never heard back. At this time, your employment will be terminated is the last thing she got. We are sad to see you go. If you change your mind, please do not hesitate to let us know. And the reason why I bring this up, and this is, like I said, this is starting to happen all around the country. We told everybody the masks were the last, you know, thousand meter target that were out there. They're the easy thing. They're the thing that you can stand back and say, you know what, I'm just not going to comply with this. Then the next thing are the vaccines and this RNA injection. Now they're right on top of everybody. Now we have reports of individuals in New York who are basically being terminated for not getting the injection. How long is this going to take, in my opinion, a couple months before you start seeing multiple, multiple companies start demanding that their employees be injected? And then how long is it going to take before they start demanding their customers be injected with this RNA spooge that they're trying to get everybody forcibly inoculated with? I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I stopped by rooms to go. I want to look at some furniture they had over there. And I go in there. One, the first thing the sales rep says is, you need to put on a mask. I looked around and said, Dude, there's nobody here, and I'm perfectly healthy. I'm not wearing a mask. I want to buy a couch. He goes, whoa, he runs off. And 30 seconds later, manager comes back with a box of masks. I say, dude, I don't need a mask. I'm healthy. I said, plus I have a medical exemption. He goes, no, you have to put on a mask. I said, no, no, I don't. I don't have to do anything. He goes, well, if you don't put on a mask, you can't shop here. I said, you're telling me you're refusing me service even though I have a medical condition, even though I'm healthy. Yeah, you have to leave. You're not going to put on a mask. I said, okay. I will not grace his place for my presence again. I will leave now. And that is the side effect of what some of these companies are seeing. But the problem with it is very few people are doing that. Majority of people are just complying and going along because they're told to go along. And like I said a minute ago in New York, how long before we start seeing these mandates? Well, you have to have your vaccine passport to come in the store. I didn't get an injection. I don't want an RNA shot. Well, you, you can't come in here and shop without your injection. So you're telling me you're refusing me service because I'm not getting an injection? Well, yeah, it's mandated now. It is right on our doorstep. And the more and more people that comply and submit to these draconian rules and laws that have no business being in a constitutional public whatsoever, the faster we're going to see this thing take a turn for the worse. Like Dad just said, and we talked about it yesterday, it was supposed to be 100 days wear a mask. 100 days wear a mask. 100 days, 100 days. I babbled about a clown in office. Now all of a sudden, we're going to need to wear until the end of the year, at least until 2022, you know, because it's for your protection. Guys, when are people going to stand up for their rights and stand their ground on their convictions? That's my biggest question, Dad. What do you think? Well, there's something else going on with the masks. There really is. There's something else going on with this, you know, coronavirus 
you know, vaccine passport that we're supposed to have now. And we're going to have to be able to prove that we've been vaccinated or prove we've tested negative or whatever in order to even get it on an airplane. This is a lot more nefarious than we think it is. I'm going to step back for one second. Okay, I've got it. This is going to sound weird, but well, if you guys won't sound weird, anybody else who's tuning in right now, you'll think that I'm, I'm going to, they're going to send a short bus to pick me up. But here's the thing. We've got a planet that's being ruled from the heavenlies. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. We've had entities here for thousands upon thousands of years that have basically usurped the United States, usurped the entire planet. They've come in now and they've taken control, just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. We've got to go back to the scripture. It's said that these entities, these fallen angels, whatever you want to call them, these aliens came to this country, to this world, thousands of years ago. We can say fallen angels. We can say demons. We can say whatever you want to say to make it okay with you. But the reality is they came here and they bred with human beings and they changed the DNA of the entire planet except for Noah and his family. And God chose him to build the ark, and God flooded the entire planet because these entities had taken the planet over. Now, we just got to see this. So let's just stop for one second and look at it. Now we have the United States government. We have NASA coming out saying that they have alien ships that they have retro-engineered that basically they have gotten advanced technology from. Now, we've got to see that because it's just they just admitted to it in the news. Of course, it was in the news one day then hushed up very quickly. They never mentioned about the pilots of the ships. They never mentioned who was running the ships. They never mentioned if they had alien bodies from another species or another planet or whatever. They just let that go. And now you don't even see it on the news anymore. It's fallen off all the mainstream news. We had disclosure, full disclosure about alien artifacts alien everything this week and it wasn't newsworthy enough to stay on the news for three or four days just thought i'd mention that so let's go back to it let's let's resurrect it from the dead from three days ago or four days ago when everybody was talking about it or a few of the mainstream media people mentioned it you know and joking and basically laughing about it and all media pretty much ignored it we've got a group of entities that run the planet and for some reason and i have no idea why they want to change our DNA. Oops, that's right. They don't like God, do they? Isn't that what they said? They already changed our DNA once in Genesis chapter 6. They don't like God. They hate God. They're an enemy against God. And the Bible says in the last days, everything will be turned upside down. That's what's running the planet right now. So there's some other nefarious reason. Maybe they're trying to make us more like them, like Lucifer, their daddy, or Satan, or whatever you want to call him. Einstein, they call him, the people who worship him. Maybe they want to make him more like Morris like that. Maybe they want to make us about all hermaphroditic. Maybe they want to make us so that we don't have the ability to worship the Most High, the Great I Am. Maybe they want to take that gene and take it out of our DNA. Maybe we've all seen those videos of them having those meetings saying that they're developing a vaccine that will simply not allow us to believe in God. Maybe they're trying to do that. There's something more nefarious going on with forced vaccinations, COVID vaccine passports, the forced wearing of masks, massively increasing CO2 levels, massively increasing basically the problems associated with metabolic acidosis and alkalosis, massively increasing the risks of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. But nobody wants to talk about that. Now we're forcing pregnant women to take masks or, or excuse me, take vaccines or we're going to basically fire them. 
And it comes back to the Bible again. I was trying to do this with the Word of God. The Bible says that the borrower, the lender is that the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is servant to the lender. That means when you have the large international banking cartels which have bought up your company and you owe them a lot of money through stock purchases that they've controlled the board of directors now because of the debt load they've taken on, yeah, then they tell you what to do, don't they? When you walk into rooms to go or any other major outlet that's a major retailer globally and you say to them, I want to buy something, get out, peasants, you don't wear a mask. You go, but I don't have, I don't want to wear a mask. I've got a medical condition. You know, I, I had a heart issue a few years ago, and I, I, I don't want to wear a mask. I can't. Out, peasant. We don't want your money. Get out. And you go, but, but out. And so you, you leave. And you go, what the heck was all that about? And here's the deal. Think about it. Rush Limbaugh, hardcore Zionist, just died. And now they're talking about replacing all of his talk shows and all of his things that he was on, all of his media with sports with sports and why do they do that well because when you have a sports team you have somebody you can relate to i belong to the indians i belong to the seminoles i belong to the to the trojans i belong to oh yeah i belong to the gators i'm a giant gator fan okay well now you relate to a group of people that are basically fighting in an arena which is stadium and you say i'm rooting for the gators i'm rooting for the seminoles and you then subconsciously you tie in together with them as that sports team as that individually individual group and you no longer become a human being you become a gator or a seminole or an indian or a chief or whatever you become and this is what they've done to us so now they're saying the rush limbaugh's stations are going to be taken over by sports why because it allows people to have an escape because you can't win at work because if you're pregnant and you're about to have a baby and they say you got to take a COVID vaccine, you can't win. You either got to do what they tell you to or you're going to lose your job. So now you go home, you go, I'm a Seminole, I'm a Seminole, my team is winning. Well, of course, Seminoles aren't winning anymore. They're awful now. But the reality is you have a situation where you go, wow, I could win, I could relate. This is all psychological programming. And the people, that the entities – you know, Satan is the prince of this world. He runs this planet, by the way, in case you had noticed. He has decided for some various nefarious reason that we're to wear masks to get this RNA, DNA-changing vaccine. Maybe they don't like what we are. Maybe they have to basically change us. Why are they pushing it this hard? You know, German study just came out. Then it says a laboratory accident. <laughs> no, no. It most likely caused the coronavirus pandemic. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop there. I'm going I'm to correct it. This is Ted Brower's version on this, per, this, web, this, this title here for this story. German study proves that this was a genetically modified virus, that basically it was the cause of the coronavirus pandemic, not a laboratory accident. And what they're saying is they genetically modified it, and somehow it miraculously escaped. Here's what it says. Unlike previous coronavirus-related epidemics such as SARS and MERS to date, well over a year after the outbreak of the current pandemic, no intermediate host animal has been identified that could have facilitated the transmission of SARS pathogens from bats to humans. Therefore, this zoo theory as a possible explanation for the pandemic has no sound scientific basis. Now listen to this. 
This car, the SARS-CoV-2 viruses are surprisingly good. Here we go. <laughs> They're surprisingly good, almost as if they were designed to do so, to couple to human cell receptors and penetrating human cells. Wow. This is made possible by special cell receptor binding domains combined with special cleavage sites of the coronavirus zigzag proteins. Both properties together were previously unknown in coronaviruses and indicate a non-natural origin of the SARS-CoV-2 pathogen. Okay, so what this guy's trying to say in this article, let me just be blunt with what he's trying to say. He's being really politically correct this. Hey, look, this thing was specifically designed to attach itself to human cell receptors. It was specifically designed to penetrate human cells. This was made possible by using some type of CRISPR gene splicing or frequency cell splicing to put special cell receptor binding domains combined with special cleavage sites of the coronavirus exact protein. That way, these properties, which had never been known in nature to be in a coronavirus, can basically be attached. So we're talking, you have a SARS protein, a SARS molecule, whatever you want to call the SARS attachment. And, oh, let us not forget the HIV attachment that they've also stuck into this coronavirus. So now they're giving you a vaccine which will make these spike proteins appear normal to your body so that if you ever get exposed to it again, these spike proteins could then be allowed to enter into your cells, actually be facilitated by your own cell matrix to allow you to not produce any antibodies against these, which will make you die of septus as you fill with pus. That's what they're trying to say here. But the Germans here don't want to get involved with that, I guess. I don't know. They're trying not to say what they say. But in the meantime, they said what I just said. But they said it in a way that I guess was politically correct. And, and, and you know, speaking of political correctness, this is one of the most crazy articles I've ever read. More identity politics. Professor claims animals are being euthanized because of white supremacy. Wait a minute. i got to repeat this one. I can't even go here without repeating this. More identity politics. Professor claims, this lady, by the way, looks like she's completely looney tuned. She looks like a hardcore lesbian feminist, but I have no idea what she is, and I really don't care. More identity politics. Professor claims animals are being euthanized because of white supremacy. In her book titled, the Lives and Deaths of Sheltered Animals, University Professor Keitha Gunter claims that non-white people are abusing animals because of capitalism, anthropocracy, and white supremacy in the patriarchy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. Gunter argues that not only is allowing dogs to sleep inside reserved for the white and wealthy – I don't think so. You're, you, you, are, you are a balloon woman. But kindness towards dogs generally is rooted in white supremacy. You know, when I read stuff like this, I can't even make it up. And you think, where in the world do you get this stuff? Well, yeah, I do a lot of research every single day, and I try to find out exactly what we do every single day on the show to, to make sure I can bring you documented information. But guys, you know, here's another one. I got, I saw this one yesterday. This is the Kambahi River. The Kambahi River. Now you gotta say, what is he talking about now, the Kambahi River? I gotta show you this. Uh, this is just absolutely incredible here. This basically, this cultural legacy. <laughs> this is Wikipedia. This is a river in South Carolina. The Kambahi River Collective. 
This is from Wikipedia. You can look it up. Was a black feminist lesbian organization formed in 1974 and named after the Combahee River raid where Harriet Tubman led 750 freed slaves to safety. The collective was instrumental in highlighting that the white feminist movement was not addressing the particular needs of the black women. They are perhaps best known for developing the Kahumbi River Collective Statement. Wait a minute. This is a key document in the history of contemporary black feminism, the development of the concept of identity as used among political organizers and social theorists. Who are these weirdos? Weirdos. Black feminist lesbian organization formed in 1974. I was looking at this, trying to find this information on a plantation I was looking at as far as some friends who live there. And I read this and I thought, I've got to read this to my listeners. I've got to tell them about the Kambahi River, and I'm going to post this Wikipedia page just to let you know I'm not making this stuff up. This is the extent now of our political correctness, that we have animals being euthanized because of white privilege. So you know what they're doing here. Here's why they're doing this, and here's why this lady made national news. Whites have to be demonized by every sector. And what now they're doing is saying, the reason the children, the little baby cats and dogs, the children of the deaf, of the, of the people who have all these babies, they're being euthanized and killed is because of white people. Well, now they've basically taken the dogs and the animals and the cats and they made them humans. And they've made it all our fault being white people because we're trying to control the proliferation of shelter animals and feral cats and wild dogs in the population to prevent disease transmission in the United States. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's white people doing that again. Okay, that's just stupid is what that is. I remember years ago I was in Greece. This is crazy. You won't even believe this one. I told you this story years ago. I'm going to tell it to you again. I was in a little island. It was called uh, it was called uh, Mykonos, and I was walking around the island with Sharon and Harrison, and there was a really pretty German Shepherd. They, these stray dogs are all over the place in Greece, as they as they are in most Central and Europe, in Southern American countries. I mean, there's there's they're not being put into shelters. They're just running free, and they're pooping everywhere. It's a mess. All right, you see it really really bad in Peru, and I was so I was in Greece, and there were dogs everywhere, and so there was a really good looking German Shepherd variant, whatever he was, laying there. So I I walked over to him. I didn't want to touch him because I know he had fleas or ticks or mange. I don't know what he had. But he looked okay. So I took my foot and I gently rubbed his head and he was kind of relaxing and he enjoyed it. And I, then I, I, and I turned around to walk away and some man walked up to me and he goes, what are you doing waking that animal? I said I was petting him. You can't touch the animal. Who do you think you are? And I said, I'm, I'm a human being who petted the animal. He goes, you can't touch. And he started to chew me out, started screaming at me. And finally, I had to explain it to him in a way he understood it. I'm not going to do that on the show. kind of wish I could, but I can't tell you what I said to him. It was pretty – well, it was ugly, to be honest with you, because I had enough of him. He wouldn't stop yelling at me about this dog that was running around and that I was petting with my foot. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. And, guys, this is the mindset of the Kabbalah collective that controls the planet through political correct thought. What a weird world we live in. Why? Because we've allowed it to become that way. Just like Noah tried to tell everybody for a hundred years. It took him a hundred years to build that ark. Tried to tell everybody, we've got a big flood coming. No, we don't. Because remember, before the flood came, some Bible historians say we never really had rain on the planet. The dew settled in the morning and fed and watered everything. We didn't have rain. He's trying to explain to everybody we're going to have a flood. They're like, what's wrong with you? You're nuts. So for a hundred years, he told everybody, yeah, i got to get prepared. you got to get ready. 
But of course, we had all the fallen angels running around laughing at Noah, along with all the rest of these weirdos, and giants, and probably Greek-type gods and everything else that were there from the weird DNA things they were doing, kind of like they're doing right now, right, with the coronavirus. And they didn't listen, and they were destroyed in the flood. As it was in the days of Noah, this is Jesus saying this, not me, so shall it be upon the return of the Son of Man. He warned us thousands of years ago. It was going to get like this. And it says in Genesis chapter 6 where every thought was evil all of the time. Think about that. Don't be politically correct. Stop it. Christians, stop it. You don't have to be that way. Tell the truth. Let your yay be nay and your nay be nay. Isn't that what the Bible says? Don't be playing this political correct nonsense. You don't have to play the game if you don't want to. But then again... If you don't want to get a vaccine, which will cause placental detachment and you're pregnant and you'll lose the baby, they may just fire you because the servant is going to always be the person who borrows the money from the lender. That would be the central banks. They're the lender. We're their servant. As long as we have this national debt mess that we've got going on and this Federal Reserve Bank, which is completely and totally out of control of the United States of America and pretty much owns everything. Austin, what do you think? You nailed it on the head. The bankers run everything. Once you start digging down deep enough, you realize that the bankers run every single rock in the country, and they're behind pretty much every single situation that occurs. And it's interesting you talked about what's happened with animals. And the if you guys remember, Amendment 13 down here banned dog racing as of December 31st, 2020. That just went into effect about a month and a half ago. If you guys remember... People actually voted yes on that. And what a lot of people didn't realize is that Amendment 13, not only did it ban dog racing, which was pretty much primarily almost all in Florida, there was only a few tracks in the whole country left, and they were mainly in Florida, is that it also came in and it granted essentially a constitution for animals. Oh, yeah. I'm, you guys do your own research and actually find out. I promise so many people were so ignorant and didn't bother to read or research anything. They just they vote yes on amendments. We saw this in, in uh, Tampa. <laughs> they, they voted to increase their own state sales tax. They actually voted for it and said yes. <laughs> do, do we want to pay more money in sales tax? Yes, we want to pay more money in sales tax. We should definitely do that. Because why? Because the, uh, the county can't handle their bu- budget. So uh, we're going to tax you more. Oh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll vote for that and pay, pay more. <laughs> people do it. And it's so funny. That's why I always tell people, and Dad says the same thing, always research those amendments when they put on the ballots. Always research them because nine times out of ten, if you research them and you actually dig down deep enough, you will find that most of those amendments are unbelievably horrific and they have all types of asterisk and little nuances that they've added in there at the very end that nobody bothers to read and everybody just reads the title of it. Amendment 13, we need to save all animals and ban dog racing. And people go, oh, yes, that's, that's, that's a great idea. We need to definitely do that. Oh, they, they didn't bother to read the fact that you can actually have a constitution implemented in Florida for animals now. And you can actually have people file complaints if you walk your dog on a leash. Oh, yeah. Do some research on Amendment 13. You find out real quick what in the heck a lot of these idiots down here in Florida voted for. 
this is why it's so important to know what you're voting for. And the sad part about it is, and it's the same thing that I said weeks ago, the United States has turned into a big, fat, lazy trust fund baby. Nobody in this country appreciates their freedoms anymore. Nobody wants to even stand up for their freedoms anymore. Heck, most people are willing to give up their freedoms if they can have just a slight, slight nuance of security. As we have seen now, a large portion of the population has fallen into this COVID cult where they're willing to give up almost everything they have just to have a minor amount of false protection. And this is how it ends for every single superpower and every single country that is basically a large platform. This is how it always ends, is that the country and the populace no longer have the initiative and no longer have the desire to even stand up for the rights that their original founding fathers gave their blood for and died for in this country. And that's why I have been so adamant all last year, and so is Dad. I've been so adamant about standing up for freedom and standing up for the rights of the American populace. Because it's not about a virus, my friends. There's viruses all around us every day. Isn't it ironic now how the flu's pretty much disappeared? Flu cases have all but stopped. Flu deaths are pretty much non-existent. But all of a sudden, we still have continued COVID deaths. COVID deaths. COVID, 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 COVID. Everything's COVID. Why? It's being used as a tool. And it's been used as a very effective tool because so many people have fallen prey to it. So again, continue to get the truth out there and continue to stand up for what's right. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting, as the Q movement continues to... I guess it's still continuing to go. I thought I thought everybody realized real quick that the whole Q nonsense was dead. Apparently now a bunch of the Q followers are now saying that President Trump is going to be reinstalled as president on March 4th. I, I'm not even going to get into a lot of the details of that because they're so asinine. I'm not even going to give relevance to them. But what's happening is here now, and I just want to address this real quick, what's happening now is you're seeing the CIA and other factions with psychological operations push this narrative of Q and all the other fairy tale details out into the mainstream media. Now, why are they doing this? They want to demonize anybody who is a Trump supporter, who is a patriot, who is a constitutionalist. Heck, anybody that even stood up for freedom. They want to demonize them. And what's happening is now Newsweek actually highlighted on it intentionally because I think they wanted to get this information out there. They're saying now that the reason why the troops and the razor wire are still out there is because Trump is going to be inaugurated on March 4th because apparently 75 years ago the president used to be inaugurated on March 4th. So that's where they're going with this. And Matt Gates finally came out and he said – Trump isn't getting reinstated unless he wins in 2024. Does this strike anyone as a possible threat construction to justify the ongoing occupation of Washington, D.C.? And he nailed it on the head. What they're using this is they're using the Q movement. They're using the people that are so blindly left in fairy tale land to push this agenda so they can keep up the we have to have 25,000 troops until 2022 now in the Capitol. We have to have an eight-foot-tall border fence around the Capitol with razor wire. We have to continue to have Homeland Security look into every single person that is even possibly a patriot because 
they're an essential domestic terrorist. We have to have Bank of America release all the transactions of everybody they've had in January because we want to see where they went and where they stayed and what they bought and what they supported because we need to know what they're doing. This is all being used as a pretext to get all the dominoes in place so they can have everything aligned. Once it starts to erode, they can say, listen, this is what it is. Look at these Q people. They're, they're crazy. This, look what they're promoting. They're crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. This is what they're doing. So I encourage my friends, I encourage our Health Master listeners, please stop pushing these lies. They are doing nothing but harming the patriot movement, and they're making all of us look like a bunch of blithering idiots that we don't know what the heck we're talking about. We're just coming up with these erroneous fairy tale stories to try to pump and dump to keep the patriot movement subdued and, oh, this is what's going to happen next, when in theory, all the news outlets, all the federal government, all the aspects of what we're trying to basically stand up and say, we don't want this anymore, they're using this as literally the easiest ammunition they've ever had handed to them to say, hey, listen, these guys are nuts. They, they come up with these, these, these just erroneous fairy tales. You guys, we got to stop this. We got to stop these crazy patriots and their crazy theories and their crazy ideas and everything they're doing. Please wake up and realize what's happening right now. And even Matt Gates is even coming out with this. And, you know, some of the stuff he said I agree with him on, but he's even saying, dude, stop. This is, this is being used as ammunition. Stop pushing this agenda. So, again, I encourage everybody, if it is to be, it's up to us as Americans. For as God is with us, who can be against us? And this is what we have to understand now. It's up to us now. It's up to us to stand our ground and make a stand and continue to promote the Constitution from a city, from a county, from a state standpoint. This is up to us now. There is no Q movement. There is no plan. There is no Trump coming to save everybody. If it is to be, it's up to us as Americans. This is our last line to stand and basically make a stand for it, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, the Q movement, it, 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 I, have to, I have to say one thing. The Q movement is a Q movement, but it's not from the patriots. It's from the CIA. It's from Operation Mockingbird. Listen to Wednesday's show, please, this week, two days ago. Listen to the full disclosure of the CIA and Operation Mockingbird that I gave you on Wednesday. It's a very, very strong psychological operation, and probably including COINTELPRO, probably including elements of the FBI, the CIA, and all kinds of other investigative bodies in the United States and globally, including Homeland Security, which has come together now to foment this Q movement that was basically run through Citicorp, which is a Rothschild banking cartel subsidiary out of New York. We exposed all of this stuff last summer, and I told you guys – before the election and before Donald Trump basically was taken out of office and basically weirdo was put in, the senile one, Biden, that the Q movement was not going to go away. I told you guys it wasn't going to go away. They spent too much money in brainwashing the masses the other day. We were walking around, and Michelle and I took a little walk, and we met a really nice couple that were not wearing a mask, and we started discussing them, and they were big-time Trump supporters. And I told them, I said, well, yeah, I, you know, back four years ago, five years ago, I had a huge sign in my yard because they lived down the road from us. And I said, you know, this was basically a sign that said that Donald Trump needed to be president because I bought hook, line, and sinker, the whole thing with Donald Trump, because I really believe, and to this day I will always say it, 
that Donald Trump had the opportunity to change everything. I'm suddenly telling you that to you guys now. But because of his lifestyle choices and because he was so deeply flawed and compromised from a moral standpoint, he was too easy to basically blackmail. And when I told them that I had not voted for Trump on the second election, I felt a cold curtain come down between us. We were all talking about all kinds of stuff, and we were agreeing on it. But suddenly it was like, wow. And they even said they had gone to – this is interesting – to Hobby Lobby, and they weren't wearing a mask, and one of the other people at Hobby Lobby saw them without wearing a mask, and the person started screaming, they're not wearing a mask, they're not wearing a mask, these two are Trump supporters, they're Trump supporters, and the the lady in Hobby Lobby went absolutely insane that these two weren't wearing a mask. You think, well, is this all for real? You know, I don't know how many people do this because they're staging it. Trying to put it on YouTube, trying to put a video out like this, that whole thing here in Florida with the Trader Joe's this week where they walk in videotaping the fact that they're not going to be waited on. A lot of people stage stuff now, so be very, very careful. When you walk into public, if they've got an iPhone or a telephone with them of any type nowadays, any type of new phone, they've got a video camera, and they're going to videotape you. And they're going to videotape everything you say and everything that you do, and they can edit it. And they can make it sound like you're nuts. So be very, very careful when you go in the public with people pulling out the cameras and videotaping. And it means a lot to everybody except for the FBI when the FBI doesn't want to use the evidence against Hunter Biden and all of his perversions on his laptop. And they completely ignore that. But, of course, that was Bill Barr, wasn't it? That was Bill Barr. He didn't want to do anything to interfere with the placement of the senile one in the White House. By the way, I found this interesting. Bill de Blasio is putting the boot now to Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo must have made somebody mad. And I think this nursing home scandal with killing all these people and covering it up is going to come back to bite Cuomo. Quote, unquote, here's the article. That's classic Andrew Cuomo, Bill de Blasio, by the way, who's a hardcore communist who actually basically loves Fidel Castro, puts boots into the embattled New York governor for threatening to destroy New York assemblymen unless he helped them cover up the COVID-19 nursing home death scandal. Wow. So the Democrats are eating their own. I guess Andrew Cuomo, because he decided to start opening back up New York or whatever he's decided to do, he's going to get slammed now, including by his own party, communist Bill de Blasio. So I guess when any of these guys don't do exactly what they're supposed to do, they suddenly find out that they, too, can get the boot from the media. I find it very interesting how these people constantly turn on their own. But, of course, isn't this how they control everybody to the media and through perception? Isn't this what they did to Donald Trump for the last, well, his entire presidency? Slam, slam, slam. But then when he goes in and kills Soleimani in Iran, oh, he's the hero. He's the hero. Donald Trump does what he's supposed to do. Often, boom, he starts getting positive press. Whenever he does something the globalists want him to do, the Kabbalists, he got praise. When he didn't, he didn't. It's interesting to me how that works. Isn't that interesting? Or you could also say, well, they intentionally slam him to create a bigger drift and a bigger divide between the patriot community and the Democrat communist community. And Democrats, let me tell you something. If you're a Democrat and you're a card-holding Democrat person right now and you really aren't a communist and you really don't want the destruction of the United States of America, I suggest that you go independent. You don't have to go Republican because they're pretty screwed up too. But I suggest you change your party affiliation. I really do. Because, guys, if you claim to be a Democrat and you look at their plank and what they stand for and you claim to be a Christian, 
it's kind of like, well, it's not really kind of like, it's like they are mutually exclusive as far as their value sets. Just thought I'd mention that. Unless you have some type of shallow Christianity that really doesn't teach repentance and really doesn't teach that the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. You guys are absolutely awesome. I appreciate every one of you. Thank you for getting your multiple vitamins from us or your toothpaste from us or your deodorant from us or whatever you can do to support Health Masters. I really, really appreciate you. God bless you. Awesome. Finish it up, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And, again, if you guys need anything, be sure to give us a call or check out the website, healthmasters.com. We do our absolute best to try to take care of everybody the best we can on the phone, online, and we continue to just thank you for the support. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, which are on sale right now. It's a super popular product. A lot of people have tried them over the years and really enjoyed them, especially for a product people trying to get off large amounts of coffee or heavy amounts of stimulants. Purple Sticks are great for that. Also, to the B-Complex on Super Sale. Be sure to check that out. And guys, I just want to encourage everybody, continue to promote truth of what's happening. That's all I say. Just promote truth. The truth will set people free. And that's all you have to do is keep promoting the truth. Thank you again for the support. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Have a great weekend. I'll be on Hagman's show later on tonight. Stay safe. Stay prepped. And we'll talk to you on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.